Welcome to Refirement Life, the podcast for anyone navigating life transitions or planning to make life transitions to ensure your next years are your best years. Listen in for insightful, generous, and sometimes humorous conversation. It's time to get fired up with Christine Zamuda and Muge Wood, your hosts for this latest episode of Refirement Life. All right. Welcome, everyone, to Refirement Life. We've an excellent topic today. We're going to talk about perfecting the art of vacation. And who doesn't want to know more about this particular topic? Uh, when we think about vacation, vacation is, of course, a period of time to relax or travel for pleasure instead of doing your usual school or work activities. And that means when you're on vacation, you should be on vacation. So um, we want to talk today about a few things that you can do to maximize your time away from work, survive and thrive during family and solo vacations to do what's important, and that's creating amazing memories. So joining me on this special episode is Chris Oaks, and Chris is the CEO of Keys to the Castle Travel And Chris has supported Mugay and I in launching this podcast. He and his team are our primary sponsors, and he is an expert in fun and leisure. So I want to introduce Chris. And Chris, could you tell the audience a little bit about how you got into the business? Sure, sure. Thank you so much for having me. So uh, hi, everyone. Uh, Excited to be here. And Fun and leisure, yes, an expert in fun and leisure is a great line. I love that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal that. Um, so I've, we, I've been in the industry for about ten years, uh, and it was a, a waywardly, exactly what you just said, right? Giving people a chance, helping people have a chance to escape uh, what their day to day, that that daily grind, and having that opportunity to. Um, you know, just explore and learn and grow about our world in all the different ways that are out there. Um, and so it's a very fun experience to and, and exciting uh, to plan with folks and and get them, you know, places they never thought they'd be. Yeah, that has to be amazing. I mean, you're like giving joy <laughs> with your service there. I mean, th- there's nothing better than that. There's a great quote. Um, here's maybe something else that if you hadn't heard it already, I think it's a great one to to tell your clients as they're thinking about planning vacations. Jobs fill your pocket, but adventures fill your soul. Right? That is that is exactly the, the case, right? And it's so it's so hard. Um, it's in, in part, it's why I almost love uh, I love going on cruises because so I mean yes you can buy the the internet package right but if you if you're shut off and you're just floating around in the middle of an ocean and you're just so disconnected and it's so rare these days that we are so I but I totally agree I totally agree you come back refreshed uh, rejuvenated and a, just really a different person for sure yeah yeah so we we have a few tips we've collected and curated for the audience and just some things to think about when you're planning your vacation, one of the the big challenges is finding the time to get away. And I saw this, uh, they called it a paid time off hack. And it's for 2023. They've looked at all of the U.S. scheduled holidays and um, said with a little bit of planning, you can actually use 18 of your own days to get off uh, 46 days off using the weekends. 
So I think that's just phenomenal. Um, we have a global audience listening to this podcast and our uh, friends in EMEA have much, much more generous vacations for the most part than we do in the U.S. So if you want to live like our, our colleagues overseas, looking at this um, at this uh, schedule in advance could be um, tremendously beneficial. And we'll we'll provide that as as a hack. Um, there's a couple other things that I thought we would share, and these are more out-of-the-box ideas. And Chris, like for any of these, um, you know, feel free to weigh in. Um, we have the Bubble Hotel in Iceland, and this is a place, think of yourself sleeping in a snow globe that is totally clear and transparent. If you're lucky, you'll see the Aurora Borealis. Um, if you're lucky, your neighbors won't see you naked. <laughs> it didn't look like it. it didn't look like there's a lot of privacy. I don't know. But um, Iceland is a beautiful, beautiful place, and I'm sure that's a popular place for travel. It it absolutely is, uh, and exact you know lots of people the aurora borealis definitely being on their bucket list, right? Um, it's so hard though because it's not you know it's never guaranteed, right? But it's. Uh, you know, yes, take me there, as you were just describing that, except the, except the neighbor part, but, you know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and I think, am I right, is the Aurora Borealis season like September to February? Right, yes, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 I got to roll the odds. Um, okay, the next one that I found, and I did have friends go here, and I was so jealous when I saw their pictures, the Robot Restaurant in Tokyo, Japan. So this you go and it's um, a very futuristic dining experience. There are um, overly large robots and um, anime characters and you feel like you really stepped into a whole different planet. Um, something that you could not experience here in the U.S. easily. I don't think I've, I've seen anything like that. And, uh, you know, they have some entertainment, music and dance and and Japan is just, um, you know, mind blowing for so many reasons, just a huge, vibrant city and just an, an amazing place to experience culture. For sure. I mean, and I think what's interesting about that is it's not that's not necessarily what someone thinks about right when they're going to Japan and sort of giving the coming up with these more unique experiences, I think, is a really great way to experience the city and the country in a different way. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I had to put something in here for Poland. So my husband's family is Polish. He thinks Poland is the best country in the whole whole world. Um, we have visited Warsaw and we have visited Krakow and had an amazing time. And in Waleska, there is the salt mines to take into to uh, account and experience. And what you do here, you descend deep into the underground into a labyrinth of salt mines. And uh, you'll see salt carved sculptures, chambers, and even an underground chapel made entirely of salt. And I understand, you know, I mean, salt mines, salt, salt baths, right, are really good for you. I've heard uh, kind of a for wellness sure. thing, too. It is, and actually, right, in other, uh, not so much in, in the United States, but in other cultures, it's absolutely part of, uh, you know, similar to getting a massage, right? And uh, so fun fun fact, um, just about two weeks ago, I actually met with the uh, 
the tourism board um, of both Warsaw and Krakow. So, and they were trying, you know, just obviously sharing their thoughts on, you know, just visiting Poland, right, for a variety of reasons. But I'll be honest, I was sold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the videos and pictures they were showing me, I was, I, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm putting that on the list for sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah, we enjoyed everything about the history there. There's so much to see, and th- the food was actually pretty good. And I remember um, you could get <laughs> two shots of vodka and two beers for six bucks. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like college. Yeah, uh, it was. <laughs> we we felt like college students that night. Trust me. <laughs> A lot of fun. Uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. So we have a couple other ones. Um, the International Banana Museum is in Mecca, California. I didn't know this existed. Um, over 20,000 banana related artifacts, including banana themed art, toys, and even a banana shaped Volkswagen Beetle. So a very surreal experience to uh, take in. <laughs> That is, uh, that is for sure unique, but I think what that, you know, that just reminds me too, though, of how many unique situation, you know, places to visit or experience the United States there are. I mean, there are ways you can go glamping and unique tents in, in Wyoming and Montana, right? And so things, that, again, kind of going back to my our earlier statement, there's a lot of ways to do the same or to see the same location, right? And mm-hmm. it's not, there's not just one, one way or one size does not fit all, um, you know, in, in experiencing these places. So I love interesting that. though, I don't know, I don't know if the banana museum is on my list, but you know, <laughs> I might have to uh, leak that to your twins. <laughs> you might, you might. I love the, um, the one on here though. I'm laughing and I, I I'm sure you're going to talk about it next, but the museum of broken relationships, that actually sounds like that could be my um, that's your jam. My auto, that could be my autobiography title. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was um, looking at places to go in Croatia. This one popped up in Zagreb and it says um, essentially the Museum of Broken Relationships showcases personal objects, each with a tale of heartbreak or lost love attached. It's thought provoking and an unconventional journey through the highs and lows of human relationships. I shared that with my husband and he's like, what, are you trying to tell me something? I was like, no, we'll go there and we'll just feel better about ourselves. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like the unknown, the unknown therapy that you, you know, the unexpected therapy, you didn't know you need it, I guess. Exactly. Right? exactly. Yeah. We definitely, we, we will, we will be going there in September. So um, I'll have to do a follow-up report for you and let you know how it goes. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> All right. So maybe you don't have a global travel budget. Um, there's a couple other tips we want to talk about that are very accessible. One thing that many people are doing now is just taking short drives from home, you know, two hours, three hours, and uh, even just traveling a little bit when you land in a new city uh, just to um, experience more of, of what's there. So there is a site called RoadsideAmerica.com. And this is a great and fun site. You can look up any state and see what the quirky roadside attractions are in that area. 
Uh, one time my husband and I, we were in Michigan and we had to drive like two hours from one, you know, point A to point B. And we used the site and because we had time and looked at um, a random Eiffel Tower in the middle of a of a forest. We found the world's tiniest chapel. And as we ducked in, like two people could stand in there. And uh, we decided to renew our vows because like, why not <laughs> do that in the world's tiniest chapel? It had a little microphone. It had a little music that you put on. And it was quite um, just just quite fun, you know, like, why not have a little goofy fun when you're when you're uh, traveling? So uh, I I offer that up to to folks. Um, We also get into thinking about how to thrive and survive with family vacations. And I'm sure, Chris, Mm. you get to plan Mm. a lot of family vacations. (laughs) We do. We do. Yeah, I think that's a it's a tricky one. Right. So, I mean, it's um, in fact, you know, just just this morning talking with uh, a multi-generational family that's traveling and really just talking about laying ground rules, I think is really important, um, you know, but it, it when there's a lot of people, it's a, it's amazing, but that means there's also a lot of opinions, right? So, uh, and managing that is important in the short period of time you probably have with the amount of money you may be spending. And so you want to maximize, you know, all of the the time spent. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I, I'm known for and my family appreciates it and kind of hates it at the same time. But when we we drop into our beach week, I'll put a calendar down and we'll say, well, these are the things that are going on in town, you know, sort of blocking some time. We need some time between things just to relax and not have be overly scheduled. You know, maybe we're going to play golf in the morning, beach in the afternoon, and, and people can do anything they want, but they know at least for the week, here are the options opt into what you want, but it also helps us not miss things that might be time sensitive when we're in a location. Yeah. And I think that's great. I mean, that, I think that can be replicated in any experience, right? So, and here's what we're doing, join it or don't join it. Right. Um, And I think it really comes down to the expectations, right? Some people have expectations that there's 15 of us going, we must be together all the time. And some people think, you know, no, right? And so really just being upfront about what are you expecting? um, What are you hoping for? And then being okay when, and not offended if somebody's not going to join you on that golf trip, that's okay. That, you know, that golf morning, they can go sit on the beach that day, right? And that's fine. You'll join back up for dinner. Great. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The ground rules and expectations are important. (laughs) For sure. I think, I think it would be a nightmare to be with a family of 15 or 20 and say, everyone has to go to everything. Mm-hmm. That, would, mm-hmm. that would be the end You'd of me. You'd be surprised, Christine. You'd be surprised. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, All right. Um, here's some other tips. Something that we have done on both sides of our family has been just a hilarious source of entertainment and fun. And we do sporting events and, and we look for all age sporting events, things that we can do in a tournament fashion or in a game fashion where everyone can participate. 
we've done all family kickball games. And again, setting the rules is important. You know, you have to tell the big kids, don't, this isn't dodgeball. Like don't kill your, your, your six-year-old cousin. Um, we've done cornhole and we've done volleyball and volleyball for me was a really vivid experience. We did teams of three. And of course we made sure that they were as evenly, weighted from an athletic ability perspective as we could. And then we then we made it an event. We made sure that each team came up with a name. Each team came up with a, a cheer or slogan. And then we interviewed the teams on video using our iPhones as they were coming onto the court. You know, tell us what your super strength is. Tell us what you think about the competition. Tell us what your, your team name I is. I love that. And it was hilarious. Like we've played back the videos, of course, before and after, you, you know, the the optimism from everyone coming on to the court <laughs> and then watching <laughs> what actually took place was um, quite, quite eye opening. So, yeah, I would that t- is, totally recommend that. That is a lot of fun, especially if your, you know, family is competitive, which your, you know, it sounds like yours is They're <laughs> They're in it to win it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it just, you know, it gets the kids involved, right? You know, it gets them away yeah. from phones and screens and, you know, gets them to enjoy life alongside of us in in an interesting way. Um, how about family photos? That's that's another thing to add to the to-do list that takes a little coordination, right? It does. It does. Are you going to have the, the matching outfits? So, you you know, are you going to what time of day is that going to be at the golden hour that you're going to get those photos? Are you going to engage, um, you know, someone local? And I think that's also part of the great part of working with a travel advisor and some more popular destinations. They may have access to, um, you know, recommended photographers that sort of do these sorts of things, knowing that people, you know, for example, in Hilton Head, often have large families gathering and want photos right so if mm-hmm. you're doing that that national beach week internet in in the states um as an option but yeah that does take a lot of coordination and again i'm sure but the good news for that is i think all the opinions are shared beforehand for the most part right what are you wearing right. when are we doing it where are we doing it so although i i've been chastised for not wearing the right color of blue <laughs> okay well you're at a I think we're at a different level then. You're in a different right. bracket. <laughs> uh, other things to do to bring the group together, you know, set the mood for connection. I love having the TV off, putting music on, you know, pulling out games, pulling out, you know, a bottle of wine, just talking. There's some great family games that we've played. One in particular called Beat That comes with a bunch of like, um, uh, like plastic cups, ping pong ball, balls. It's not a drinking mm. game. It's not a drinking game, though. <laughs> I guess the kids could probably. Like I know. <laughs> I guess the kids could probably make it one, but there are little uh, challenges that you do that are super super fun, and it was all ages. So I would totally recommend beat that. Um, there's a, a a book of questions, which is kind of the cleaner version of cards against humanity that all ages can play and we remember asking um my dad like if you could steal one thing what would you steal and he's like the declaration of independence (laughs) why why would you hold the declaration of independence from everyone he goes i don't know i just think it'd be cool to have that in your basement (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I don't disagree, I guess. I mean, that's I was not on my list, but now that you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, so those kind of, you know, games that you learn a lot more about people, is, it's pretty, pretty fun. Um, so we talked about the dynamics of getting everyone together and um, especially in, in big groups. There's another tip on avoiding family drama, right? Mm. This is a tough one. Oh, boy. I don't know if there's enough time on this um, podcast to go into that. You know, and it's funny. Let me be a little bit real for a moment. I think the older I get, the more I realize, you know, that whole idea of like family first, family first. There, there is a level of potential toxicity to that, though, right? If like, um, and I always think about like, are all the adults always working on themselves, right? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's part of it. But I think it is, you know, it comes back to those boundary settings and just, you know, avoiding because you don't want to be talking about religion, you don't want to be talking about politics, right? Especially, mm-hmm. you know, right now, um, that's not going to end well. It's certainly not going to end well after that bottle of wine you just said you pulled out, right? So, uh, I think that's really important to to sort of navigate around because again, there's, you know, life's short, life is short and you're in a great place with great people and you, you, you're not trying to fight. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's really easy to change the conversation. I found, you know, someone starts right. going down something like, Hey, let's talk about this. Hey, what do what do you guys want to do later this week? You know, <laughs> with a smile. Yeah, like. and <laughs> I think I've gotten pretty good um, at just saying like, right before I'd be like trying to navigate it more delicately. And now I'm like, nope, we're not gonna, we're not talking about that, right? Like just being really firm, like we're not gonna talk about politics. It's not gonna happen, right? Cause mm-hmm. it's not gonna end well. We don't know what everybody's thinking. Even if everybody, you think everyone's on the same page, it's just not gonna end well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of value also in just being direct, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a little bit of where I come from, right? I mean, <laughs> in that, the Philly suburbs is a little bit more direct than 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 other places, right? But definitely, so. definitely. All right, so we talked about family travel. Let's talk about solo travelers and some things that people should be thinking about. I think you just have a really interesting and different experience when you're traveling alone. Oh, you you absolutely do, and I encourage everybody to do it somewhere at some point in their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely is, is, you notice different things, you're less distracted, um, you know, and it, it's, it, there's a there's a level of amazingness. I don't know if that's, the, that's even a word, I'm, but to do whatever you want, whenever you want, without any judgment or consulting anybody else, right? And you get to do that when you, when you travel solo. Uh, yeah. So it's amazing. I, I've been lucky in my corporate life to be able to tag on a day or two after a conference and, and be there by myself and, and in fabulous places. And I just found that, like, number one, you can cover a lot of ground, right? Because you're just moving by yourself hitting all the things that you want to see and maybe you're staying in an art museum, just seeing the kind of art you like instead of the art that everybody wants to see. Right. So it's, it is really um, freeing and, and fun and and liberating. So uh, I guess when you're traveling alone, you don't have to be alone all of the time. There's some really good things to do in the city that you're, you're visiting um to allow for some interaction um one of which that i experienced 
I went with my husband. We had a number of solo travelers who just jumped in on this, and it was um, Backstreet's Culinary Walking Tours. So that's a really, I think, an easy thing for a solo traveler who wants a little bit of interaction, you know, wants to also see the city to just jump into something like that, where it's a small group, maybe, you know, six to eight people and experience. Yeah, I think culture. I think that's a a great. Right. Exactly. Well, food brings people together. Right. Mm-hmm. So we know that um, actually this past November was on a Virgin Voyages cruise um, by myself, checking things out. And they actually have a they have a fair amount of uh, solo cruisers on their cruise ships. It has a pretty large draw and um, they actually have events very specific to solo cruisers. So I did a grog walk, which is basically like a, a little bit of a bar crawl, right? With a little mm-hmm. bit of activities and lots of, so I was able to meet lots of people. It wasn't all for solo travelers, but in that I was able to meet lots of other people that were traveling. So I agree that if you are willing to throw yourself into a situation where there may be other people, you can engage when you want in a larger group, right? So I think it's a good, it's a good, uh, you know, piece of advice. Um, the other piece, though, is really I think it's important too. Is obviously paying attention to safety, though, right? So right. we we definitely want folks who are traveling solo to be mindful of of their surroundings for sure. Yeah, yeah. And how do, how do you help travelers plan there? I mean, I guess you're probably looking at any travel alerts. You're looking at maybe I don't know. Crime, I don't. Do you look at crime stats yeah, in a certain city? I think- Oh, well, you know, I mean, um, right. So I'll, I mean, let's just, we'll talk, you know, pretty candidly. We get a fair amount of folks who are like, I'm not going to Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want to go to the Caribbean, but I don't want to go to Mexico. And then really in the conversation, I love Mexico, love mm-hmm. Mexico, love the people there, love the food, love, love, love Mexico. But I think about it in terms of like, if you only watched the, the news in Philadelphia, and then extrapolated that to every part of the United States, right? Like the worst parts of Philadelphia, that's what you would think the whole United States was like, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Right, so sort of thinking about that, but I think to sort of answer your question, what we really try to do is come down with the idea that when we travel, we travel with our identity, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, All the things that we identify as, right? From our religion to our gender and all the things, we we, we move with that, right? To whatever this new part is. What I ask people to to be mindful of is if their identity and their, where they currently live matches or is welcome in where they're going. And so we sort of have that convert, that more broad open conversation around, um, is this right for you based off of who and what you are and where you're going and why you're going um, and what you plan to do there. So, and then sort of navigate it that way. So it's yeah. a little bit more, in de- it's, it's, it's much more in depth than you, I, you, you think upfront, right? Cause uh, for me, it's really important. I don't, I don't want to send anyone somewhere that they're not safe or that I wouldn't personally go myself, you know, or, or so it's important to, to have those open conversations for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And, um, and to your point, I'm also a fan of Mexico. I love Riviera Maya. I love Baja Mexico. I was just there recently. Yeah. You just got to have to be smart. Right. And put everything in perspective. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So what, as you're traveling solo, the other important thing is to stay connected with loved ones back home, let people know where you are, how, you know, what your itinerary looks like. Right. Right. And I think there's some great technology pieces there. Right. I mean, we have WhatsApp and 
so frequently we stay connected through Wi-Fi um, in, in other countries, um, the Find My Friends app, right? Just being able to locate somebody quickly on a map from what where they shared even you know in even now the ride sharing apps have the ability to share their location with people right so that your loved ones know when you're supposed to arrive and where you're arriving and if, and if you do so i think really in that case um harnessing the technology that's available is important for yeah sure. a friend told me i wish i knew the app name right now it's, it's not in you know there in my brain, but it was very cool. She showed me what she had done in travel. And then as she took pictures, it showed the map of where she went. And in a very visual way, you could like drop down and see, oh, what did she do there? What did she do there? And it showed her whole trip. There, There is an app and then you can actually collaborate with other people so that you, right? Because sometimes people don't want to share that they're traveling. Um, mm -hmm in the moment right and so for security reasons they don't want to show that they're not home and so this app is a little bit more closed and then you can invite folks i i gotta find the name of it we have to find that out mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I, i'll definitely put it in the show notes because it was something that i thought was super cool and i think others would definitely definitely get a benefit from so okay so anything else you want to cover on solo travel any no, tips no. for maybe where do you think you know, in your experience, where are most people booking to go to tra solo travel these days? I think we we see um, two er Europe for sure mm -hmm. in terms of, and then if you're looking, and then I, I know I mentioned specifically Virgin Voyages cruises, but cruising in general, right? Because you are solo, but you're not on those experiences, right? You're obviously on a ship with hundreds of other people, and so. Um, you sort of blend in and fold away for folks. They appreciate that. And then, and then, you know, um, so both of those tend to be where we get solo traveler requests for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Well, we encourage uh, everyone to think about your next de destination, whether it's solo or with a group. And another travel quote to inspire you is travel is the only thing you can buy that makes you richer. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Take the trip, take the trip, take the trip. I know you, I, I want to come back right before we wrap up here, but I know mm -hmm. that um, you had mentioned the PTO and I, as you know, I'm former educator and my wife's an educator. So sometimes the education world, is a little bit harder because you can't tack on days off to holidays and so forth. But I can't tell you how many educators we've been planning trips for who are just taking the days. I know education's hard right now and right, but in just in general, you know, life, I mentioned this earlier, life is too short to not take the trip. It really That's right. It really is. Yeah. So, yeah. If it, it fuels your soul, like it gets you through <laughs> whatever difficulties and, you know, those memories you have for a lifetime. For sure. And there's a left there's definitely research to prove that even you you just talked about getting through, but getting to, right? So mm -hmm. having a trip on the books that you're looking forward to it actually is proven to make us just, you know, a little bit happier, which we can all, is never a bad thing. Oh, that's, that's true. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. So we like to do a quick speed round with our, our guests. So our friends and listeners can get to know you more personally. And we do, we're doing five questions today. So I'm just going to 
going to share those quickly, and then we're going to wrap up with some next steps for our audience. So first question, and I asked this question because it's the only question that my, or the only scenario that my husband and I bicker about, and that is stacking the dishwasher. Who does it better, you or Laura? Uh, me, hands down. <laughs> hands down. I don't, uh, about four things can fit when she does it. I can get at least 45 things in there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Pro, <laughs> pro. All right, 45 things. That's a good, that's a good bar. That's a good bar. All right, next question. Go to karaoke song. What is it and why? Oh, gosh. Uh, I got friends in low places and I don't know why. It's just, it's everyone, you know, I think because everyone can sing along and then it's not just you, right? Yes, yes. My husband is the master of picking the best song that he just reads the crowd and says, everybody's going to know it, everybody's going to sing. So I think there's exactly. definitely a skill to that. Um, advice that you would tell your 25-year-old self? Um, don't follow all the advice you were given, right? Um, my path has led me in a way that... Um, I thought I needed to get the next degree and get the next job and make the next dollar. Um, but there's a cost to that, right? And so um, being happy and being content, most importantly, is is so important, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so do what you love and that whole saying, do what you love and the rest will follow. I mean, I'm finally now doing that and I couldn't be happier. So that's yeah. what I would tell my 25-year-old self. That's great advice. Those are definitely words to live by. Uh, one person that you've learned the most from. Oh, geez. Um, I, Laura, Laura, my wife, um, I think is, is, is up there. I mean, her level of patience and kindness is, you know, I try to, but often fail at emulating for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. That does not surprise me. <laughs> not that you fail, just that Laura's amazing. <laughs> yes, yeah, you know Laura. So she she is, she is all, I mean, we can't have two of me though, Christine. We can't have two of me. That would have been right. way too much, right? <laughs> yes, yes, that is true. That is true. All right, I always like um, putting things verbally out in the universe. So one thing you want to accomplish either personally or professionally in the next five or so years. Oh, boy. Um, so I think what I would like to do is, um, I'm going to say run a marathon. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Any city? Any city? If you're going to visualize uh, it? I think I think if I was going to do it, just because of the fun and the casualness of it, I would probably do the Disney one. Yeah. 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 So, My sister's done that one. She really liked it. So I've done five half marathons, but a pool is on my list and, you know, I'm not getting any younger. So, um, okay. <laughs> well, they do the Marine Corps here in October. It's supposed to be a great first marathon experience. And if you come, you could stay here in the DC area with, right. with Paul and I. Perfect. Perfect. All right. All right. So, um, those were the questions. Thank you so much. We, we're going to wrap up now and encourage our listeners if they want to get more information, how do they harness all this wonderful wisdom? Um, first, I think, think about your plan and use the paid time off hack to maximize your vacation. And if you're fortunate in other places of the world where you already have that generous 
uh, amount of time to take off. Certainly just plan, plan and, and, and mark the, the days and places that you want to travel to. Uh, secondly, we do have Chris Oaks and his team at Keys to the Castle Travel, and it's keys to the castle travel.com is the website. And for our listeners, Chris is offering um, a $200 off um, uh, discount for travel planning. And, you know, that will be available while supplies last. So maybe a year from now, if you're listening to this podcast, it might not be live. <laughs> But you'll know on the website. But if you do hear about um, the the uh, the offer and Chris's service services, we want you to use Refirement Life, which is a code on the website, which will alert Chris and team that you're one of our insiders. Uh, and then, you know, if you don't have the budget right now, just uh, explore some local surroundings. As Chris alluded to, there's many ways to experience cities differently. Uh, you can do that on foot. You can use roadside attractions to maybe discover things you haven't discovered in the past. Go to a new restaurant, um, listen to different music, just uh, experience something new because variety is the spice of life. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, and if I could leave with one last practical tip, it would be always, always buy the travel insurance. Mm. Okay. Tell, tell us more. Uh, oh, gosh. Um, I was the one who didn't, right? I was like, ah, I'm going. And it's not just about canceling, right? It's not just, oh, I'm going. I'm healthy. I don't need it. It's about what if something happens at home and you have to get home to a loved one very quickly? What happens if you've had a few many two drinks and you're eating that taco when you're in Riviera Maya, Christine, and you trip and fall, right? It's about all of those things um, and really being able to have um, in-destination support is so critical. And that's why we vet our suppliers and who we work with so, so, so much. Um, and so I can't, you know, I just had somebody say, no, I don't want it on a cruise. I'm like, ooh. You know, and just on the very last cruise last month I was on, we had a port back. We drove back to Port Canaveral, right, for a medical emergency. So no one, I don't know, many people, I shouldn't say no one, most people can't afford the $80,000 medevac helicopter flight, right? So mm -hmm. th things like that, that would be covered, right? And so I, I, I've i seen too, way too many things to, to ever recommend to, you know, Otherwise, please just get the travel insurance. It's often not that expensive. And there's many ways to do that as well. So sometimes the supplier doesn't have to, isn't the only option. Um, you know, we have third party options that often come in much cheaper and do the job just as well. So um, yes, please, please, please. And especially now with all the flight issues and everything, right? I mean, when flights are canceled due to weather and air, airlines don't have to put you up for that. And, you know, all the chaos that happens, you don't mm. need you don't need the stress of a financial burden when the chaos is happening in the moment in another country. Right. So. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you volunteered that. I mean, to be honest, I, I'm until you mentioned all of those things, I've been pretty short-sighted about travel insurance. I think about the cost of just the airfare, the hotel, but you've mentioned a number of other, other things, unpredictable things that could certainly add to your, your total travel cost. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So, and that is why you're an expert in fun and leisure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I'm trying to keep it fun. So when it's not so fun, we need we need we need uh, things in place, right? That's so, right. Yes, for sure. 
Awesome. Well, it was such a delight and I learned so much. I, I love uh, all the tips that you provided and I hope our listeners take advantage of your planning and your expertise and contact your team. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Um, you know, you're, you guys are the best and uh, I wish you all the luck in the future. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. And with that, we will sign off. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Our hope is to spark a little joy, inspire, and educate our listeners in ways to live an even more meaningful life. If you have reactions to share from what you've heard, please visit our website, refirement.life, to leave a voice message. You may even be featured in a future episode. To keep in touch, subscribe to our podcast, Refirement Life, using the podcast player of your choice. Always remember, you are never too old to set a new goal or to dream a new dream. Thanks again for joining us on this episode. Until next time.